The first letter of Peter, chapter three. In the same spirit, you married women should adapt yourselves to your husbands, so that even if they do not obey the word of God, they may be one to God without any word being spoken, simply by seeing the pure and reverent conduct of you, their wives. Your beauty should not be dependent on an elaborate coiffure, or on the wearing of jewelry or fine clothes, but on the inner personality, the unfading loveliness of a calm and gentle spirit. A thing very precious in the eyes of God. This was the beauty of the holy women of ancient times who trusted in God and were submissive to their husbands. And you have become her true descendants today, as long as you too live good lives and do not give way to hysterical fears. Similarly, your husbands should try to understand the wives you live with, honoring them as physically weaker yet equally heirs with you of the grace of life. If you don't do this, you will find it impossible to pray together properly. To sum up, you should all be of one mind, living like brothers with true love and sympathy for each other. Compassion is in humble. Never pay back a bad turn with a good turn, or an insult with another insult, but on the contrary, pay back with good. For this is your calling: to do good and to inherit the goodness of God. For he that would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. And let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears unto their supplication. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. After all, who is likely to injure you for being devoted to what is good? And if it should happen that you suffer for living a good life, you are fortunate. You need neither fear men's threats nor worry about them. Simply concentrate on being completely devoted to Christ in your hearts. Be ready at any time to give a quiet and reverent answer to any man who wants a reason for the hope that you have within you. Make sure that your conscience is perfectly clear, so that if men should speak slanderously of you as rogues, they may come to feel ashamed of themselves for abusing you for your good Christian behavior. If it is the will of God that you should suffer, it is better to suffer for doing good than for doing wrong. Remember that Christ the Just suffered for us, the unjust, to bring us to God. That meant the death of his body, but he was brought back to life in the spirit. It was in the spirit that he went and preached to the imprisoned souls of those who have been disobedient in the days of Noah, the days of God's great patience during the period of the building of the ark, in which eventually only eight souls were saved from the water. That water was a kind of prophetic parable of the water of baptism, which now saves you. Baptism does not merely mean the washing of a dirty body. It is the appeal of a clear conscience towards God, a thing made possible by the power of Christ's resurrection. For He has now entered heaven and sits at God's right hand, with all angels, authorities, and powers made subject to Him.